This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Thursday, January 24th, 2019. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. In a story we broke last night, the Key School is getting ready to receive a final report on the alleged sexual abuse that has happened at the school over the past several decades. There is a group of victims that are very concerned that Key School is not going to investigate as deeply as they should, and they have actually created a new website called Tupelo and Cyprus, which details who the perpetrators are, who knew about them, where it happened, what happened, and where the alleged perpetrators taught prior to Key and where they went after Key, or in some cases, whether they are still at Key. So make sure you head on over to ionannapolis.net and check out that story and check out the link to Tupelo and Cyprus. The Anne Arundel County Council meeting on Monday night went very, very late. The big item up for debate was the resolution presented by Councilman Nathan Volke to have County Executive Stuart Pittman reinstate the 287G program and another one to prevent him from using the money received for the detainee program to pay for legal fees for the detainees themselves. Now, the two resolutions were largely moot because the county executive had already pulled the 287G program and ICE had pulled the detainee program. But ultimately, Volke's resolutions were voted down along party lines four to three, with the three Republicans supporting it and the four Democrats opposed to it. More than 60 people did testify. The majority spoke out against the resolution, despite Councilwoman Rodbian's assertion on Facebook that emails and letters were running 100 to one in favor of it. And there seemed to be a discrepancy on why ICE actually canceled the detention program. ICE has said that the reason they terminated was that County Executive Pittman dumped the 287G program, which was not in line with their mission. However, Detention Superintendent Bill Martin testified that that wasn't quite the case. In testimony, he said, they said they did not appreciate how we would spend, quote, their money, unquote. ICE wants deportation without representation. Over in the State House, supporters of updating Maryland's emergency 911 technology say that upgrades are long overdue but very expensive. Sponsor Senator Cheryl Kagan, who's a Montgomery County Democrat, held a news conference yesterday and said that the idea is to make 911 faster and more reliable. One proposal is going to help the first responders locate people faster, and another one will update the technology so responders could receive texts, photos, and videos from mobile devices. It's estimated that the initial cost would be from 30 to $40 million, with an annual cost between 5 and $10 million to keep it up to speed. They do hope to pay for it by raising the phone line fee by 25 cents and closing a loophole, which enables multiple people on one account to pay only one fee as opposed to one fee per phone. I'm not a proponent of raising fees and taxes, but I think I can get behind this. If we can improve our 911 service, not that it's horrible, I think we need to do that. County Executive Pittman, County Executive Ball, County Executive Glassman, County Executive Olszewski, and Mayor Pugh all gathered in Annapolis yesterday to call on the federal government to stop the shutdown. We all know the issues surrounding that, and Maryland's Comptroller's Office has said that the state has lost $60 million in tax revenue during the first pay period of the shutdown. 
In addressing the media, Pittman said that the call volume for emergency calls has increased and the county government is going to have to supplement funds to help people who have had their utilities shut off. The local food bank has also seen a, quote, big increase in the number of people looking for something to eat. Somewhat counter to Pittman's assertion, Baltimore Gas and Electric is extending the due dates, offering flexible payment arrangements, and deferring service terminations. So I imagine that the utility shutoffs that Pittman is discussing are telephone and county-supplied water and sewer. And for an update on the shutdown, we go to kindergarten, where House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and President Donald Trump are again in a pissing match. Trump insists that Pelosi did not formally disinvite him from the State of the Union. So he's planning to go ahead and he sent a letter saying that he's going to take her up on her offer and he's going to be there as planned on Tuesday. Pelosi got the letter and hours later, she sent a letter back saying, I am writing to inform you that the House of Representatives will not consider a concurrent resolution authorizing the president's State of the Union address in the House chamber until the government has opened. So I guess it is the president's move at this point. This is kind of interesting, though, because of the separation of powers in the government, the three branches of government. As Speaker of the House of Representatives, Pelosi actually controls the chamber, and that includes the lights, the cameras, the locks, and the ability to physically remove the president if need be. So it will be interesting to see whether Trump marches over there and tries to get into the House chamber or whether he finds an alternative location. I guess we're going to have to wait until the 29th to hear that. But here we are. Welcome to day 34. That is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day and we don't really know what's coming down the line until it comes down the line. Give us a recommendation to your friends and colleagues. We would appreciate that. And if you're someplace where you can give us a rating or a review, do that too. Again, much appreciated. It is Thursday, so we have Trevor with your Annapolis Makerspace Maker Minutes. And of course, in just 30 seconds, we have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast. There is a diamond of diamonds. It's from De Beers. Only 14 diamond tears in the world can touch them. Its name, Forevermark. And Zachary's is the only jeweler in the Annapolis area that has it. Not only is it beautiful and rare, it has a story, supporting women in diamond-producing areas around the world. So when you give a Forevermark diamond, you don't just give, you give back. Zachary's and Forevermark, a jeweler and a jewel. Online at Zachary'sJewelers.com. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Thursday, January 24th. It's a bit of a wicked weather morning across Annapolis and all of Anne Arundel County today with periods of heavy rain and winds gusting 40 to even 50 miles per hour with a flash flood watch in effect as well as a wind advisory until the early afternoon hours. Expect one to two inches of rain and very strong winds, so allow extra time for kids to get to school and for the commute to work or wherever if you are headed out and about. Winds will remain breezy through much of Friday as cold air filters back into the region as the low-pressure center that is today's storm departs to the northeast and a cold high-pressure center moves in from the northwest, possibly causing a few snow showers to move across the area from the northwest on Friday. And from there, cold temps will remain the theme for the weekend, ahead with highs only in the 30s Saturday and 40s Sunday, though winds should be fairly light and skies should remain dry. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMD Weather. Make it a great day out there despite the rain and wind. And be sure to get our free app, 
on all of your devices by searching for DC MDVA Weather and also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and on our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather informed. Join Anne Arundel Medical Center Foundation on Saturday, April 27, 2019 at our Denim and Diamonds Bash in Annapolis. Denim and Diamonds is a fun evening under the stars featuring fabulous cuisine and gourmet food trucks, live and silent auction, and a live band. Last year, AAMC cared for more than 2,000 patients in our emergency departments suffering from mental illness or addiction. Help us expand much-needed inpatient and outpatient programs and services for your community. For tickets and sponsors, visit aamcdenimanddiamonds.org. Special thanks to our platinum sponsors, AAMC Medical Staff, the Chesapeake Bayhawks, Comcast, the Evan K. Thallenberg Family, What's Up Media, and WRNR. Every week, makers, crafters, and educators hold events all over the area. Highlighting some of those, here's our Makers Minute, brought to you by Annapolis Makerspace. Hey, this is Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. Today through Saturday is the annual Maryland State Police Polar Bear Plunge out at Sandy Point State Park, raising money for Special Olympics Maryland. They've raised over $1.3 million so far with a goal of $2.5 million this year. Go on out and take a dip for a good cause. Tonight, join the Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay for their first wild and scenic film festival with viewings in Richmond, Virginia, D.C., Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and right here in Annapolis at St. Margaret's Church. This fundraiser for the Alliance features award-winning films about nature, community, activism, conservation, and more. Saturday down in London Town is Immersion Day. Immerse yourself in London Town, circa 1770. Chat with denizens of London Town and watch as they eat only period dishes and live as close to the 18th century style as possible. At Art Farm in Annapolis this week, tonight is a cartooning workshop for ages 11 to 15, taught by professional artist James Point du Jour. Saturday is their beginner portrait photography workshop, where you'll learn how to create portraits with your camera. Students need a basic understanding of how their camera works and should have completed the Photo 101 workshop prior to taking this class. Monday is sketchbooking and applied arts. Tuesday is a children's art class for ages 7 through 11. And Wednesday is nature-inspired arts and crafts for kids ages 5 through 8. On Saturday, GEMS, Girls Excelling in Math and Science, are having their regular STEM Saturday Academy at the Beltsville Branch Library. Girls will explore STEM fields through hands-on activities and lunches provided. This week at the Anne Arundel County Public Library System, today in Deal is their coding club, programming video games using the Scratch programming language. On Saturday in Ownton is the Anne Arundel County Master Gardener's annual seed swap. Come with seeds to share or come without seeds. Either way, there will be goodie bags, door prizes, handouts, and more, plus seeds to take home. Also on Saturday, but at the Broadneck Library, is Marble Roller Coaster. Explore construction, design, and engineering, as well as the principles of physics, by building a marble roller coaster. There's lots of other great STEM activities at the library, including book clubs and building with Legos and Minecraft. And as always, every week at Annapolis Makerspace, Mondays are for woodworking. Come and meet our local woodworkers, and, and Thursdays are for electronics. So come on out on either night if you want to check out the shop and meet some of our members. And you can catch me tonight and every Thursday night in the Annapolis Makerspace on Renard Court for Electronics Night. And you can find links to all of these events at the Annapolis Makerspace website at makeannapolis.org. And whether you're making art, software, sawdust, or just a mess, chances are you're already a maker. This has been Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.